This conference is being recorded. Welcome to the Wednesday evening, October the 7th, 2009, Dream the Biggest Dream teleconference. Tonight, lessons from the front line. And our topic, creating a shift. I just want to take this moment to welcome everyone to tonight's call. Uh, we have a number of regulars and at least one uh, person for their first experience on this call. And um, I welcome all of you equally. I am, I don't know, I, starting off this call I feel a little bit uh, challenged with technology <laughs> tonight, which those of you that know me know that that's not my uh, normal state of state. <laughs> oh no, am I challenged with words also? Um, but tonight's topic has turned into a very fun topic for me. Uh, the topic of creating a shift, and I like to keep the topic short. If I had let myself go with the words a little bit, it would have been creating a shift in one's life. And uh, this whole shift thing is coming up quite a bit for me. Uh, every year for the past uh, couple few years, uh, shift has been our theme camp at Burning Man. And uh, the name Shift came up for that because it was recognized that we all experienced a profound shift in our perspective by being together and having, uh, having our experience out there. Uh, now recently, and coming up, there is a – actually, before I get into that, maybe I should talk a little bit about the definition of shift. And this is from uh, Collins' Dictionary. It is a verb to move or cause to move from one place or position to another. And I like that. And in this time of increased awareness and higher consciousness, shift is really what's happening for all of us. We are moving from one place within our awareness, within our consciousness, to another. And that's sort of the evolution of, of, of us as beings having a human experience, spiritual beings having a human experience. And we are given all these lessons in, in the very moments that make up our life. And when we are conscious and aware that that's what's going on, we're able to shift. Now, we're going to address shift tonight from three different perspectives or vantage points. And the first one has to do with alchemy, has to do with 
us being the alchemists in our life. Now, alchemy in the traditional sense is the ancient art of transforming base metal into gold, of transforming lead into gold. Major shift happening there, I would say. But it is further, and it is described as an act of taking a lower substance and transforming it into a higher substance. And I'm reading this to you. This comes from a website um, that's put together by a group called Alchemy Inc. And they go on to say, the alchemist was also attempting to make his soul transform from an ordinary nature to one of spiritual wholeness. Okay, from ordinary nature, which is at a less aware, having less awareness, having a lower consciousness, okay, ordinary nature, to one of spiritual wholeness, increased awareness, higher consciousness. It was symbolically seen as the transformation of the personality. It was an interchange of an individual which led to peace, meaning, and the integration of the entire personality. Woohoo! <laughs> so we got to love that. And that is shift. And so in formulating my thoughts on shift from the vantage point of being the alchemist of our own lives, I encountered some interesting thoughts. By the way, no particular good quotes tonight uh, on shift. It was, <laughs> it was very difficult. Uh, it's very rare that I um, look for quotes, as you know, and can't find any. But uh, this could just be the universe's way of saying, hey, you did an awful lot of quotes in the last few weeks. Take a break. And also to you know, really bring it home to ourselves. Now, when we talk about shift from the viewpoint of the alchemist, we're talking about taking one perspective, taking one, taking a feeling, taking a thought process, and turning it into something else shifting it into something else. Now, in these calls and in my workshops and seminars, we, we speak quite a bit about having a choice, about having an opportunity to make a decision, to make a choice in each moment. We also talk about our default setting, and our default setting is what's happening in our mind, what's happening in our awareness, in our consciousness, when we're not really paying attention, when we're not really guiding our thoughts or our feelings. I've shared with you recently 
that um, you know my default setting, like so many others, is a, a little bit on the negative side. Uh, for me, that default setting of negative is tied to uh, my insecurities, is tied to my fears, is tied to my um, lower levels of awareness and consciousness. I had another meeting this week, uh, yesterday, <laughs> as it were, <laughs> boy, whew. and um, working on this calendar project. And I will tell you that it continues to be a wonderful opportunity for me to learn about myself and to learn how my thoughts work. Uh, the meeting yesterday at 2.45, I was excited about, and at the same time, I was anxious and um, a little bit... Uh, kept slipping into energizing it negatively. And this was based on the fact that I was showing them the photos that I've spent the last three weeks taking and that no one had seen yet. So I got all dressed up in my nice clothes, my sport coat and a freshly pressed shirt and my nice slacks and a pair of socks that make me smile because, you know, while I may do the conservative look with everything, I think I can kind of let loose a little bit with my socks because, you know, people aren't always seeing them. So the socks are making me feel real good. And uh, I headed out to the meeting, and I knew that I was going to be early. And I was very excited about being early. I thought, this is great. I know that there's going to be some people at this meeting that I have never met. So I'm going to get there early so I can be there like the first person in the conference room like I've done before, and I'll get my chair and everything. And on the drive, I noticed that my insecurities were alive and well, let's say, <laughs> sort of like a wildfire in dry conditions on a windy day. <laughs> And um, I chuckled about it and said, oh, look at that, you know, look how that works when I kind of let it go. And so I started working with it and really started giving myself energy instead of what was happening where I was taking energy away. And so I'm giving myself energy and... Uh, self-talk about, uh, you know, how I love what I do, about how I love these photos, and they make me feel good, and that this is, you know, kind of a unique uh, type of photography that I do. It's not like they could have just gone out and gotten, uh, you know, found someone else to do this. And I, I really stayed on top of myself, you know, in this process of energizing myself positively. I had Jake in the car with me, in the truck with me, and I was uh, petting him while driving and really tapping into a love place. And so you can feel and hear from my words what I was doing. I was turning lead into gold. 
And the lead was, hey, they're not going to like my photos. I'm going to be in a room with people I don't know. They've not tapped into me energetically. So their first experience is me and, and the photos, and oh, my gosh. And I, I'm, I'm turning it into gold, <clears throat> turning it into these are really good photos. These come from me being passionate about what I do. When I took these photos, I was in a place feeling really good about myself. Maya was with me quite often. Um, it was exciting to find vantage points that I knew would be of interest on a calendar, vantage points that no one else sees. So I'm driving to this meeting, and I am the alchemist. I am shifting from what doesn't serve me to what does serve me. And it's feeling good. I got out of my truck, did a number on my hair, <laughs> put my jacket on, tucked my shirt in, everything's good, got the computer bag, found a spot in the shade so I didn't have to worry about Jake being out there in the truck while I was in the meeting, and he's just happy to go wherever I'm going. And everything's feeling really good. I open up the door to the real estate office and I walk in thinking I'm just going to walk right to my seat in the empty conference room because I'm seven minutes early. And the conference room is full. <laughs> the conference room is full of people. And my seat is not the seat I normally have. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is this is good, walk in there, and I said, I, and I told him, I said, wow, I was so excited to be early and figured I was going to be the first one here, and look, you're all here already. And so um, I introduced myself to each of the people that I did not know. I shook their hand. I looked in their eyes. As I was meeting them, I was blessing them blessing them for being there, for their presence, for the fact that they were showing up in my life experience. Again, at each opportunity in this process, I'm shifting everything that could have gone a different way. I could have been inside my head, oh my gosh, I don't know this person. Oh geez, this is really, you know, and I'm just like, I'm not going there. And I made a couple of jokes about being there, you know, early, and everyone else seemed to have the same thing in mind, but they got there earlier than me. And um, that's the process I went through. That is the modern-day example of the alchemist, taking it in each moment and shifting from what doesn't serve you to what does serve you. I want you to just take a moment and think about the last week for you. When were you or when could, have, when could you have been the alchemist in your own life? Think about a particular example of you having the opportunity to create a shift in your perspective, in your experience, that would have served you better. Now, it could be that in hindsight, this is a very easy thing to do, like, oh, wow, that thing that happened, you know, on Monday. 
boy, I could have shifted that from, you know, how I did deal with it to how I'm looking at it now that I could have dealt with it. So the question to ask yourself is, are you aware enough in each present moment that you can see, feel, and know what is happening to you in your process? Okay, going to this meeting, I didn't have talk radio on. I didn't have the music blaring. I needed to be ultra conscious of what was going on inside of me. Because if not, I couldn't have made these shifts. I couldn't have been the alchemist and gone from one thing into another. So I just want you to think about your own life and think about like we said in the last week, when you could have, or possibly when you did, shift things. And if you didn't shift it, think about what it would be like to be that aware in your experience that you can catch things before they spin out of control. Very similar to driving down the road and seeing brake lights ahead of you and realizing there's no traffic in the lane on your left and just very gently getting over so you can just stay in the flow of where you're going. That's a shift. Now, the meeting went well. It was, I described the meeting later, I picked up Maya right after this meeting and she asked me how everything went. And I said, I said to her, I said, you know, Maya, you know, you've had a teacher in the past that expected a lot from you. And yet you felt that she was fair and you respected her. I said, that's the way this particular client is. She expects a lot from me, and yet I have total, absolute respect in her. Um, but she's a hardcore client, like this teacher from Maya was hardcore. And it was interesting, at the end of the meeting, maybe five of the people looked to me before they left the conference room and said, Mark, I really love your photos. <laughs> And they all said it like in such a way that finally the owner of the company said, hey, you guys, I don't think that's fair. <laughs> don't make it seem like I don't like his photos. <laughs> um, so it was, it, was, um, it was kind of a hardcore experience. And I was, I was, and I continue to be very grateful that I was aware enough to continue to shift my energy from a negative into a positive in each moment. Because just to continue this story and kind of lay it on the line for you guys, you know, here we are, lessons from the front line. Welcome to my world. I walked out of that meeting. Honestly, I didn't know whether to laugh, whether to cry. I felt ungrounded. And I got in my truck, 
And I sat there, and I was petting Jake, and I looked for one of my tools. I looked for a crystal. I looked for an essential oil. I looked for something that, for me, creates an immediate shift. And this was fascinating to me. In my vehicle, if you can believe it, I couldn't find a crystal or an essential oil. <laughs> and I said, you know what, Mark? It's not about crystals and essential oils because everything you need is inside of you right now. And my friends, this is what I continue to reinforce in these calls for you, for your life experience. Everything you need, you have right now. Yeah, it's great to have a power crystal to hold on to and like help focus your mind. Yeah, it's great to smell an essential oil and just whoosh, get that immediate lift. But my lesson yesterday was you don't need that, Mark. You can get yourself grounded. You can pull yourself together. You can continue the alchemist process that you were using before and through this entire meeting to get rid of whatever makes you want to cry right now. And you can let out a little laugh or a little giggle or a hearty laugh because you got through it. You got the feedback. I sat in the truck and I kept reminding myself of the positive feedback that I got. And it wasn't subtle feedback. It was people standing up and saying, Mark, I really love your photos. Okay, It was not something I had to grasp, grasp for or anything like that. But I just want to, you know, sometimes, I don't know, these calls, these recordings, um, I, do, I do really let you into my world. Um, but tonight it was going to be really easy to skip over the end part of what I went through after the meeting. And yet... Um, it's real, it's a vulnerable side of who I am, but it's real and it's, it's real for all of us and I think we can all relate to it and that's why I wanted to share that with you. Now let's talk about shift from another vantage point. <clears throat> and this one is an interesting one for me. This one is when you are in the midst of a thought process or something has happened and you're dwelling on it and it's not making you feel good. The thoughts that are just in your head are not making you feel good. And it's a little too emotionally charged. It's a little too fresh to be able to process immediately some things are like that and so what are you to do you can't take this whatever feeling is going on inside of you and and be the alchemist and you know turn it into a positive go from negative into a positive you know that takes a little bit of processing that takes um, getting away from the emotional charge so this second aspect of shift is to go from something that doesn't make you feel good, a thought process, a feeling, an emotion that doesn't make you feel good, to one that does make you feel good. 
but it doesn't have to be related to what's not making you feel good. And all you need to do is to focus on something else, to shift your mind, your point of focus, your perspective to anything that makes you feel good. The last time you and Chris went on a cruise, Eddie, the last time, uh, Gail, you were outside having fun in the fresh air. For me, today, I had a photo shoot. I really had to jump. This is again for the calendar. And uh, I was shooting at the Equestrian Center in Huntington Beach, which I guess is part of the city. And they made me call the people at the city to get permission. And they made me jump through all these hoops I'm not used to jumping through. And then I got out there at the photo shoot, and it had to be at 11 o'clock today. It couldn't be another day or at another time. And it was cloudy. I couldn't call the woman that runs the equestrian center and say, listen, it's cloudy. Let's do it tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Just wouldn't fly. It was like I was to be honored that they were even allowing me to shoot this. And I got out there and it was cloudy. And um, where they were allowing me to shoot from was not a vantage point that was working for me. So here I am. What am I to do? I'm not feeling good in that moment. I am seriously challenged. It's tied in with, you know, all this other stuff with this calendar job. And so what did I do? I thought about Maya. I thought about Maya's face when she looks up at me before we give our goodnight kisses and she tells me she loves me. I thought about Maya when I wake her up in the morning and Jake and I hop on her bed and it's cold now a little bit. I mean, for Southern California in the mornings and we all kind of cuddle just for a little bit before we get up. But it's a beautiful, beautiful moment for me. And I shifted and that's all it took. Now, you notice the difference between the alchemist that turns lead into gold, working with one thing, turning it into another, but still working with that substance. So this, this one is, you know, just working with a totally different substance, you know, just working, just, just absolutely shifting by just a thought that makes you feel good that's not connected to anything that's happening in that moment. Just it makes you feel good. I think of total solar eclipses. I think of unconditional love and Burning Man. I think of all these experiences that have filled my life and fed my soul and have my heart singing, whatever those are. And it is not related to what I need to shift from in that moment. We all have that within us. We all have incredible thoughts that make us feel good. Patricia, you and your daughter, incredible times with your husband. We all have these memories and these thoughts. Work with them. Use them to your advantage. 
When you focus on them, everything else will melt away. It takes the edge off. It takes the energy away from whatever it is that's weighing you down. Immediately, you feel lighter. Immediately, you feel not the drain of energy. You feel energized. So I suggest that you kind of think right now what some of those thoughts could be. What are some of those moments in life that all you have to do is ever so gently bring those memories to the surface and everything else just sort of fades away because they make you feel so good. Those moments in your life when you were so connected to spirit, to the universe, to God, that nothing else could affect you. What are those thoughts of yours? And I want you to, to have those ready for yourself. The next time something, anything happens that is creating a drain of your energy, creating a sadness, creating that heart-dropping feeling, that stomach-sinking feeling, and have these thoughts that you've identified, your happy thoughts, your energizing thoughts, ready to shift in there. Like turning one movie off and turning another on. Like changing the channel. Wow, this show sucks. Let me just flip. Oh, yeah, I love this one. Look at my daughter's smile. Isn't that great? You see how easy it is? A lot of times we get so emotionally triggered in that moment. We don't think real clearly. That's why I want you to identify right now what those thoughts will be and have them in your toolbox. It works. It works. It worked for me today. Don't have to have a crystal. You don't have to have an essential oil. You just have to dig through what your experience has been made of to those ones that, that just were so amazingly rich and juicy and full of what makes your world really go round. Those thoughts that connect you with unconditional love. Those thoughts that connect you with those happiest times in your life. And it doesn't matter who you are or what your life has been about. We all have those. We all have those. Maya and I were driving to school two days ago. And as we were leaving our complex and we have to push the control for the gate to open and all of this, Maya says, oh, my gosh, look at that. And I said, are you looking at that tree? And she said, yes. She said, that is so beautiful. That tree is so beautiful. I said, wow, the colors are already starting to change and the way the light's hitting it, 
it really looks like it's glowing. She said, I know, I know. We all have moments like that. That right there can be a thought that, that Maya or I could, could change the channel to when whatever the channel is we're experiencing in the moment is something that's not really serving our highest good, not really working for us. Again, lessons from the front line. I'm not sharing anything with you that I haven't already tried and tested, <laughs> you know. <laughs> feel like, <laughs> well, anyway, I <laughs> feel like I'm product testing and I'm, this one's a good one. Now, the, uh, the third one of the uh, shifting perspective of the vantage point is to bring the experience back to yourself. And this is when you're having a conflict with someone, as soon as you can possibly do it, take them out of the equation. Take them out of the equation and bring it back to you. And you, you just very lovingly say to yourself, it's not about that person. Why would I attract this experience to myself? So what you are effectively doing in that moment is you're shifting from putting the blame outside of you. You're shifting from being the victim, from making yourself the victim. And what you're shifting to is being responsible. Responsible for your life, for your experiences. Now, again, this one is none of the three of these. The reason that we, we get to talk about shift from three vantage points is not one of these can work in every single situation. It's like saying, I have a hammer, and every time I need a tool, that hammer is going to work. <laughs> okay? It doesn't work that way. Sometimes you're going to need a screwdriver. Or, I mean, that's kind of me. I'm a hammer or a screwdriver <laughs> kind of guy. I can never find my pliers when I need them. But no, seriously, you, you are there in the situation. Identify which one is going to work the best for you based on what you're going through. Now, in, in what I've laid out for you about the real estate office, I mean, you know I've been dealing with this for three weeks. I've processed it. I know what's going on. It doesn't keep it from happening, but I can be the outcome with that. Now, in the scenario that I talked about of uh, being at the equestrian uh, center, yeah, this was brand new. I didn't have time to process why this was going on, why they made me jump through all these hoops, all this stuff. All I needed to do was shift to a better feeling thought. And then the other one is somebody, I perceive that someone has done something to me and it's making me feel a certain way. I don't want to feel that way. And the quickest way to get out of that and process it is to say it's not about that person. Now, let's bring it back to me and why would I attract this kind of experience? Why would I want to 
experience this? Why would I want to give myself this experience? And you get to work with it. So there are just some several different ways to, to address this. Now, that's it for the shift portion of the call tonight. I do want to talk to you about something new that we're doing each week. And this is a process we're calling Energizing Another's Dream. Um, and this will be in the meeting announcement that goes out each week. Um, it occurred to me recently that I come into contact with some really amazing people and I want to share their stories and their passions with you. I feel like their stories and their passions are so beautiful, are so touching, that, that I want to share it with as many people as possible. Last week was the first week for this in the meeting announcement, and it was about my friend Patricia. And Patricia's on the phone tonight, and Patricia has been a friend of mine uh, through the magic of Facebook. And recently, um, I really had the opportunity to get to know Patricia a little better. Prior to that, I got to know her through her comments and her status updates. But recently, we got to have a phone call together, and I am impressed with and inspired by Patricia. And um, I really love the phone call with her, and I love what she is doing with a new product line she's developed called Forget-Me-Nots. So if uh, you will, go to that meeting announcement and click on the links for Patricia. Read her story about why she's doing this and, and what it means to her. Become a fan of her product line, and beyond that, contact her about even purchasing her products. But what I want you to do when you're reading this is to focus your energy on Patricia, on her dreams, on her passions, and send that energy out across the universe to her. This is real. It really works to do this. We read about the power of prayer, and some great studies about the power of prayer. Um, uh, Lynn McTaggart, I believe is her name, is doing uh, work with the power of intention. Um, and I have even started doing a remote crystal healing um, and had an experience last night uh, or the night before last with um, a friend's dog. I, I know my friend, but I don't know her dog, but um, was rushed to the emergency room, and I, I heard about it. And I did a special crystal healing on this dog with a picture that I pulled from Facebook. And um, the crystals really sent the message to me that, that this dog really needed that energy. I was very focused when I did it. And then the next night, I, uh, or the next day, I did another healing with the same crystals, especially uh, chosen for this dog from a set of 10 healing crystals I have. 
And um, the crystals said to me, or, you know, what I intuitively picked up from the crystals was that the dog was much better. There were no updates on Facebook. Um, and I sent an email to my friend and told her I did this second healing and um, that my intuition was that her dog was doing better. There was a side of me as I sent that email to her that said, maybe the crystals are not going crazy or anything because the dog passed away. And I thought, I mean, you know, this is, again, being aware of how the mind works. And I thought, no, I think I would have picked that up. I think that what I'm picking up is that the dog is better. And I sent that in an email to her, you know, of course, with the challenge in my own mind that maybe I'm making a fool of myself and, and the dog has transitioned. And I got an email back from her saying, thank you so much. The energy really helped and he's doing much better and he's now back at home with us. So this whole aspect of energizing another's dream is along those same lines. Patricia is an amazing, amazing spirit and like all of us, she has a dream. And like many of us, she's put it into place and she's following through with it. And it is definitely worth our attention. Now, what I want to ask you is, I don't have someone to um, be the featured person in Energizing Another's Dream next week. I'd like to have a waiting list of people that you know or perhaps you to put into the slot each week. So I ask you to send me an email, to call me, to share your story with me so I can share it with, with our group, with the people I come into contact with. So I think it's a, um, it's a great activity. It feels good and uh, takes us out of our own world and puts us into someone else's just for a few moments. And um, I think any opportunity to do that is really a beautiful thing. Um, we're going to take a break from the visualizations tonight. I incorporated some of that in um, what I was suggesting throughout uh, the, uh, the call tonight. I do want to put a plug in for next week. Um, a regular on these calls, uh, Allison Nail, um, a, an in incredible life coach and um, really lives so much of what we talk about. She's going to be our guest uh, on the call this next week, and the call is going to be about empowerment. And she's working on a book right now with some incredible people, and she is hearing incredible stories. And she's going to talk to us about what it truly means to be empowered in your life, how it looks, how it feels, you know, kind of uh, empowerment and you. So uh, I highly recommend uh, being on the call next week. Okay, I'm going to unmute the lines, and anyone that has any comments or wants to share a story or anything that serves all of our highest good, this would be your opportunity. And here you go. 
Anybody there? Hey, Mark. This is Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Hey, uh, I appreciate the worth, the use of the word ungrounded. You know, it's a fearful word, but yet so many of your experiences in life don't happen until you become ungrounded and you are let loose a little bit and you can, you know, you talk about Burning Man and things like that. Just You can float away and then experience those, those things without having that necessary root in your life, hey, which is important to shifting. I mean, it's just... Anyway, Chris and I love you very much. Best call ever. Uh, I like I like the um, the use of the idea of alchemy for shifting your state of mind, even in situations that sometimes we think of as sort of day to day, and to realize that that we can uh, change the way that we're experiencing, even moments that may seem small are actually larger. So thank you. Oh, thank you guys so much. I I really appreciate that, and I'm glad that um, that you tapped in uh, to all of this. And um, you know, as always, uh, it means the world to me that um, you're on these calls. Anybody else? Thank you so much, Mark. Mark, thank you. It was really wonderful. You're so welcome. You know, the, the the goal is just to to share practical tools that that can make a difference. And again, it's just making a difference in each moment. We're just we're not looking at the big picture. Well, we are looking at the big picture at times, but these tools, like tonight, it's just creating that shift in each moment. And before you know it, you're, you're doing it in all your moments, and you're staying in the flow, and you are guiding your ship exactly where you want it to go because you're being conscious and aware. And I've said it before, and you'll, you'll hear me say it over and over again. It's not always easy, but it is simple. It is truly, truly simple. Anyone else tonight before we close out the call? Well, yes, Mark, how are you doing? This is uh, Louis Camacho here. I got on there a little late. I missed quite a bit of it. Uh, hopefully next week I can uh, get on there a little bit earlier, but I was on a previous other uh, conference call there. Well, Louis, very, I, very, appreciate very being, I appreciate you being on the call tonight. And, you know, all these calls are um, – up on iTunes in the same night, and so um, after tonight, I think we'll have 35 or 36 calls up there, and all you do is search uh, by my name, Mark Peebler, and you'll find it. And I appreciate um, how wonderful Facebook is, that it can connect us, um, you know, wherever we are and give us the opportunity to share and learn from each other. I thank you very much, sir. Anybody else? Amazing call, Mark. Thank you so much. It's Patricia. Thank you, Patricia. I'm so glad you were on. Um, you really have had an impact on me, and I thank my universe for that, and I thank you for that. And um, I know that the people on tonight's call will go back to uh, the message they received in their Facebook inbox or they will go and search my friends and just type in Patricia and um, that they will find you and um, send that energy your way. And I know that um, that does make a difference. And we would love it if you were here next week on the call 
and kind of give us an idea of how uh, how your week went. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, I definitely won't miss it, and it sounds exciting, and, you know, I can't wait to hear everything she has to say. And, um, you know, you're just an amazing teacher, and I'm just so happy that I'm on this call, and, you know, and I and I got the lesson, you know. That's great. Thank you so much, and I, I really appreciate that. Anybody else? Well, my friends, it is the close of another call. And my heart is full. My soul has been fed once again, and I thank you so much. It is not just my energy on these calls. It is my energy merging with your energies, creating something that's bigger than any of us and that is for all of us. Thank you so much. And it is with unconditional love in my heart that I bless you for the next week and well beyond. And take the energy that you have within you, share it with as many people as possible, and make that difference that we all came here to make. Thank you so much. Have a great week. See you on next week's call. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.